He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Yeah, we are walking in sunshine inside and outside. We always walk in sunshine here on the Watchdog Morning Show in the 9 o'clock hour every hour. But that's where our theme of this hour always is. Uh, we're going to make it bright and beautiful for you inside. It's also bright and beautiful for you outside. Kind of fall-like today. That's what Adam calls it over at the Big 7. A few clouds this morning, but they've gone away now. Clear skies, sunny, high today in the mid-70s, sunny all the rest of the week. Upper 70s tomorrow, then the low 80s on Saturday, the upper 80s on Sunday, and by Monday, Labor Day, we're back into the 90s with high, hot heat and humidity, and it's going to be a scorcher, which is okay. It'll be a good day to go outside and have a, a final a picnic of the summer or whatever. Frank O'Brien is here, Convention and Visitors Bureau. How's your summer been? It's been great. I, I, you know, when you consider all the... Uh, obstacles that have been placed downtown to uh, <laughs> the events have been going on all summer long. Uh, the attendance seems to not have been negatively impacted. No. Uh, and you're talking about a, a great weekend of uh, uh, sunshine and a little bit of humidity on Labor Day, but that's perfect setup for what's going on downtown. We've got the vintage heritage uh, the race, race, race boat, boats, uh, Regatta, which is yeah. a phenomenal re- uh, event every year. Fort Henry Days up at uh, up at Ogilvy, the reenactors, uh, the wood carvers are back. Uh, this is Isn't just it music a, under the stars, I think, too. Music yeah. under the so, stars yeah. with the Wheeling Symphony. Featuring James Bond tunes, which is... Bond, James Bond. That's right. You know, so really no excuse to have a blowout uh, summer weekend in in Wheeling or at Ogilvy. But Frank, apparently you you clearly do not pay attention to the proper social media sites because there's nothing to do in Wheeling. No, of course not. There's nothing to do. You know, and that that really is the tragedy. I mean, uh, people still think that. and, And I also think it's just people liking to... They vent. Uh, it's easier to be negative sometimes than, than be positive. And so you're right. I try to avoid some of the social media comments, and uh, but I'm going to admit it. I, I do read some of them. So there, there are, day, there are days when I just laugh because yeah. it's like, really, you are so stupid in right. the things that you say. Then there are days I just get angry. It's like, how can you be so dumb? Yeah. You know, right. uh, you're right. even, even with, it's a good point you make, even with all of the street troubles we've got the orange barrels and the cones and the detours and the holes and the construction with all of this stuff going on we've had phenomenal phenomenal summer events and and they're they've all been as far as i know everyone has been very well attended i've not heard any i think the italian festival looked a little lower than usual but i think in general all of the events really were well well attended and then there were three um events going on at the same time you had the italian festival the basketball tournament which was a uh, yeah. uh, high level college uh, uh competition uh was at west banco arena which was uh, you know moderately successful i think it'll be better next year and then you had the the greek fest which all at the same uh, time oh, good old bob and i were over there uh, entertaining <laughs> the crowd for a little bit and 
Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. Numbers were everywhere. Yeah, so it's just it was a good summer. I, I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to do this summer, not events and stuff, but every summer I tell myself I'm gonna I'm gonna do more, do mm. more. And yeah. I just, you know, I, I I never quite I never quite get it. The thing and I think I always want to recreate the days of my childhood, you know, where mm-hmm. summer was just those carefree days of sure. summer and you just get out and you want and I it never I guess because I'm no longer well, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, but sometimes, you know, you have to put your mind over your body and say, all right, my mind says I'm 12, uh, but my body says uh, I'm 70. Yeah, so. Exactly. Frank, um, last time we talked uh, was shortly after the CVB had purchased the property on which the downtown or the Wheeling Inn right. is located. Um, and at that time, it was like, well, we're not really sure what we're going to do except to tear the place down. But who knows what's going to happen after that? Do you have any better ideas what's going to happen? We do, and, and we actually had some idea uh, at that time when we actually purchased the building. We just didn't have anything uh, concrete or locked in stone. Uh, there are s- certain elements of this piece of property that we must have, uh, which is part of our partnership with uh, Wheeling Heritage as well as the city of Wheeling and Ohio County and perhaps even the state of West Virginia. Uh, as you well know, and as people that travel east and west through Wheeling and uh, in West Virginia, it's a short little distance between us and PA and Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, This is the only area where the state technically does not have any type of welcome center uh, whatsoever. Um, and quite frankly, uh, with the uh, westbound rest stop being closed for the last five or six Couple, years because years, of yeah. some um, That's because of the mining, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, there's really no uh, source of information about West Virginia uh, available. So knowing that, uh, and also knowing that once we purchased the, the uh, former Wheeling Inn site, we wanted to put some type of visitor center slash cultural facility slash private enterprise slash welcome center slash so i reached out to the uh secretary of uh, tourism her name is chelsea ruby Mm -hmm. uh, and i also was aware that that um, the division of tourism had a pool of money for tourism infrastructure projects and so i pitched uh secretary ruby on the idea that perhaps she could partner with wheeling and with us and help put a welcome center of some sort uh, in this space. She thought it was a, a wonderful idea, grabbed the project basically and hand delivered this project to various people in Charleston. Um, also set up an opportunity for myself and, and city manager Robert Heron to meet with the governor. <laughs> it was the strangest meeting I've ever had, uh, but it was effective. <laughs> Uh, when the governor came in January to basically cut the ribbon on the $200 million I-70 bridge project when it was finished. Um, well, let's be clear. When they wanted to claim it was finished. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, okay. It, it, it's been phenomenal. It honestly. has been. I'm not critical, but yeah. I, I just I do chuckle that we had the, it's all over and done with yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. No, no. If, if, there's still a few things. You're still working on it. Yeah. But... Uh, so that was that an was opportunity when you met, for That was us. when you met with him? Yes. So he was actually at, uh, at West Banco Arena on the patio, and he had walked down um, to his um, 
chariot, when it was a big SUV, <laughs> big giant um, uh, suburban, right? Yes, Chevrolet yes, suburban. Yes. That he drives. He doesn't ride around. Wait, he state, drives it? He drives it. And the state police jump on, you know, shotgun and then really? follow him. Yes. Oh. I didn't know. So he is sitting in the driver's seat. I mean, the governors I've known in the past always have someone drive yeah, them. Absolutely. But this governor drove right up to the door of the arena with his SUV. <laughs> the, the driver's side door is open. He's sitting in the driver's seat. And, and uh, Mr. Heron and I are pitching him <laughs> through on, the on window. project. Well, he had the door open. Uh, through the door. Yeah. Okay. Through, well, but the door was open. Yeah. I mean, I could see him and, I, and shake his hand and, and shake, shook his hand and, and handed him the project. <laughs> and so he looked at it and he says, I see no reason why we couldn't make this happen. <laughs> And so that was uh, the, basically the go-ahead. I mean, it's a great story, too. It is. But it's true. Uh, we had a face-to-face with the governor, and, and, and so— Or a door to face the door or whatever. Well, no, the door was open. I mean, I mean you know, it was face-to-face. It was just he was the driver of the, of the van or of the uh, SUV. But anyway, so, so we got the state involved because the state can bring— uh, a stack of money to this project and uh, because of the availability of uh, several grants that are out there. Um, so, so here's where we are today. Um, we're, phase one is tear down the structure that it's there. Do you have a time frame for that? As soon as ASAP. Uh, it, there's, there's a substantial amount of um, asbestos in the building okay. because of the timing of when it was built. So that asbestos has to be... 1962. Yeah. This week in 1962, construction started. I, I saw a recent picture of that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a, a, a hot place. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, and it was a hot place for... I think the first time I ever went there was in 1985, so it had already been pretty well established. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, it's, it's filled with asbestos, so that has to be abated and remediated first. And, and then after that, and you know, you have to be cognizant of how you tear this building down. Um, you have a retaining wall facing the river, and you have, uh, uh, who knows what, what um, parts of the Wheeling Suspension Bridge may actually be, be underneath Yeah, that's it, a real, I never that thought about that. Of that's a good point. Yeah, yeah you can exactly. Say, you, I mean, your audience can't see that, but you can see how close it yeah, is. Yeah, I never thought about that. There, there could be underground cables yeah. or connecting but, down there. Yeah. But... In a strange twist, you know, they're working on the bridge at the same right, time. Right, right. So all of those cables are actually exposed, and you can see that they aren't underneath the building, which is good. But So those things need to be addressed. But it's going to be a little more complicated than just bringing in a giant wrecking ball and yes, swinging yes, the and, ball and knocking it down. And, and, and there's also going to be this huge hole because there's a lot of under, underground. underground construction that this building had, uh, including some parking, and, and, you know, there were different amenities underground. Uh, that need to be filled up. So because we're still so early in this project, the first thing that we thought we needed to do was to hire an architect who could bring the engineering and the technical expertise to uh, not only tear the building down, but to make sure that the, uh, the site is prepared properly for any type of new structure. So we actually have um, environmental people doing drillings right now uh, to go down deep to find out if there's anything that needs to be addressed before we even start digging there. Do you have any of those vaults underneath there? I mean, a lot of the others. I didn't see any of the vaults, but but that's been a problem know, for some of the street cleaning company yeah. like 300 yards away, and 
um, you know, there's been a building there probably for 125 years of some sort. Right. And, and you know, you know and, and awfully, you, we've actually obstructed the view, the suspension bridge, right. for the last 100 years. Yeah. You don't even know we had that bridge there. Uh, because of, you know, buildings that were blocking the view. So so you believe it's important, Frank, when they do build to keep it back, to keep that view of the bridge open. Absolutely. And that is one of our mandates. Uh, you must be able to see the bridge when you come out of the tunnel or come off of the exit of I-70. Uh, the first thing you're going to see on the, on the right side of uh, Main Street is the wheeling suspension bridge. Um, so you're not, I don't know how, you, what other techniques you would use, but you're not going to build a four-story building there that would block the, no, block the we're view. not. Yeah. There won't be any building built currently where there is a we're, building. Right. Uh, that will be some type of observation space, um, green space, uh, multi-tiered levels to, to go down to the waterfront. Um, so here's, here's what we're doing. So, we, so we're going to hire, we had, um, about five different architectural firms, preferably, you know, some local firms that, that we want to try to stay as local as possible so that they have the same enthusiasm of this mm -hmm. project that we do. We believe that this is a once in a, not lifetime, that's exaggeration, but this is a, this is a, a moment in time for us to, to really change the entrance of the city of Wheeling in a positive way. So being cognizant of that fact, we want to do it right from the start. So that's why we hired this company called Tipping Point, which, which would basically serve as a project manager for phase one and phase two. Because um, honestly, some of the, the architectural, some of the uh, engineering, some of the geological things, those are way beyond my skill set or basically any on the teams. Tipping Points has done a number of other projects They're in the city. On the, 14th the 14th Street Street. area. I think they have something to do with the Clay School uh, survey. I've had Jim Ambrose. Ambrose has been on the show a couple yeah. of times, and we've talked about the work Pretty, they're, they're doing. They're, they do a lot of the due diligence. They write the proposals. They're doing a lot of things that n need to be done to get the right people in the right place. All right, so, so by the end of this month, by the end of September, uh, we will hopefully have picked an architectural firm to take control, and, and these, they will be giving these firms will be different designs. That's my yes. so each of these firms, the five firms, or maybe there might be more. I guess I don't know what right. your deadline is, but each of the firms will then offer their vision for what this should be. Correct. And of those, you'll pick one, and that will sort of guide the vision. And, and then they will basically take over the project. All right. So there really isn't at the moment, other than keeping the suspension bridge visible. There really isn't a clear picture exactly what's going to go in there, right? I mean, other than there's going to be a uh, welcome center, yes. welcoming facility of right. some kind. But doesn't, that doesn't require 50,000 square feet right. of space. So what, what else might happen there? I mean, I, it just might. I know you, what else might happen there? Well, at least at this point, I, I, uh, I don't know. There could be a number of things. We're also aware that once this is a complete green space, uh, available for brand new construction, it's going to be an extremely valuable piece of property uh, because it is truly the gateway to the city. Yeah. So knowing its value, um, we're going to be making sure that, that we can try to maximize whatever um, uh, return that we can get. And that could be some private investment in this particular property as long as it meets our 
core desire, which is a visitor center so slash. So it could be some private part of this. Yes. And we are actually going to seek that uh, private uh, support uh, and make some of these things available. I mean, this, it's about one in 1.4 acres. So it's a big site. And, and, you know, the footprint of the, the, the hotel is big. I mean, there's like, I think that's like 47,000 square feet. So if you knock that out and then move that building closer to the waterfront, then there's a lot of things you can do. It could be a glass building, uh, Howard, uh, with multiple uh, decks leading down to the waterfront for uh, public space. There could be food service. There could be... Um, I, I really don't see hotel service anywhere. I was going to ask I that. Mean, Did you, if, I, if I you don't anticipate anything business, like that. You don't think it would be a hotel would come in there? Uh, primarily for the core reason is is uh, the CVB's revenue stream and it is, comes from a tax on hotel motels. And, um, and unless it's a conglomeration of all the hotels that participate in the CVB, if it's them all working together to build a 50-room hotel, I could see that would be a legitimate but that's expense. Not, that's not but that's realistic. that's not going to happen, no, of course no. not. So that's why I don't see a hotel going in there, but I don't necessarily... Um, I, I need to take a break. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I, I want to talk time, time frame a little bit more and a little bit more envisioning when we come back. 926, 26 after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. In a perfect world, there would be no accidents or injuries ever. No bad situations. Cross law. In a perfect world, insurance companies would never refuse payment for your legitimate claim. Cross law. In the real world, there are attorneys David F. Cross and Erica Cross Conti of Cross Law Offices. David F. Cross has been representing injured parties for over 32 years at his office in Wellsburg, West Virginia, with a phone number of 304 737 4185. David and Erica are personal injury, wrongful death, and medical malpractice lawyers representing those who are victims of the same. You are not just another client at Cross Law Offices. You're considered part of the family. As David always says, at Cross Law Offices, we take your case personally. College and NFL football are back, baby. The Watchdog brings your favorite teams to your speakers. Let's go Mountaineers. On WKKX, WVLY. FM 98.1, 97.7, AM 1600, 1370. And Let's Go Dog Pound. On WKKX, FM 98.1, AM 1600. Time to pack the lunchbox. Check the backpack. Get the kids back to school. And we're right there with you. On the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Everybody loves somebody 
get there. <laughs> come on, Frank. Come on, Frank. I remember you singing Something this song. Your kiss yeah, really. Just <laughs> well, now it, we Why owe it to Howard's audience and Bob's audience to explain what we're talking about. Uh, my my 15 minutes of fame was uh, with Regis Philbin and 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 Kelly. Their live show. Uh, they went on Dean Martin's birthday. They unveiled a mural up in Steubenville yeah, at the yeah. Kroger plant or at the Kroger store. And they asked me to do a live shot there. And they <laughs> sent a satellite truck. And Regis is trying to wrap me up. And so uh, I say, Regis, do you know from Steubenville here, everybody <laughs> loves somebody sometimes. And, and so then Regis goes, Frank O'Brien is on fire. <laughs> so that was, my, that was my claim to fame. And then uh, I think Bob Fitzsimmons actually taped it and sent it to me uh, years after that. So, so. that's my, my, my Dean Martin story. There you go. Well, maybe they'll come back when uh, the new wheeling, the re-energized gateway is prepared. Perhaps. Come back Perhaps. and do another live broadcast from Perhaps. somebody. And Frank, Frank I'm sorry, Howard, I, I wanted to ask real, real, real quick. If, if I was a young firm hoping to get this bid it sounds to me like yes budget is very important but you're looking for a great idea you're looking for a great design here aren't you we sure are and and uh you know obviously uh, once those components that we're actually looking for must be part of it uh anything else the sky's the limit uh as to what it could be i uh um, you know, what I can tell you, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a truck stop. It's not going to be a rest stop. Godfather's uh, Five? <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, uh, you know how they make Touchstone Labs has that coal over there? Yeah. Wouldn't it be neat to have one of those seafoam decks made out yeah. of coal yeah, talking about wheeling history? And, and tied into uh, the, the coal industry? The coal and the gateway to the West and... Um, yeah, so it's pretty open-ended. So and all, what is guaranteed is there, it's going to be a, some kind of a welcome center because well, a with the state you need one, and the state right. is putting money in for a welcome center to be there. <coughs> it will no, no, nothing will obstruct the view of the suspension bridge. Correct. And really, other than that, we're pretty open. It's so whatever else kind of works around that. I, uh, you know, just to give you some point of reference, down in Bluefield and and in the Huntington area. Uh, the state is building two brand new welcome centers. And if you take a look at some of their designs, there's a lot of glass uh, in these buildings. Uh, they're pretty remarkable. And you can see some pictures online. See, that's the vision. Now, I, I'm, I have nothing to do with any of this, yeah. but that's the vision I have is something that's very transparent. Yes. That uh, a lot of glass. You You're can on the see same through. page. You can see the river. You can see the bridge. Uh, whatever it might be, it would right. be uh, something real transparency. And we're looking to see thing. everything. And we're also looking for, you know, a tribute to Wheeling as well. I mean, our partner Wheeling Heritage had been envisioning something, something like this probably for the last 15 years. And, and so they did a lot of the due diligence, uh, a lot of the feasibility studies, uh, all the things that we were actually able to use mm -hmm. to go and ask for money. Uh, and... and uh, so that's why there's pictures out there of a glass building and so on. That was some of the the, the data collection that, that Heritage did. So before I take a news break, uh, and then I want to talk about sort of more of downtown Wheeling than just that spot. But let me ask you, so time frame on this is uh, you want to get the building down as soon as possible. It could take a while to get it down because it's going to be somewhat complicated. Right. So you're we're, but January, we're, February, March is not unrealistic. Okay. Uh, you know that's how quick we want to get it down. Okay. 
um, because it's going to line up be it. We're going to do some site prep, got to fill in the hole appropriately so that it can withstand whatever weight we put on it. So. And your your request for proposals has already gone out, and a num num number of them have already come back. So I don't know if you have a, a, a later deadline if more might come in, but you are already getting some proposals. For the demolition and the asbestos abatement, correct. Yeah, yes. okay. We have a number of companies that have proposed and bidded, and uh, we're just waiting for a finalization. We're, we've reached out to the West Virginia uh, Department of Environmental Protection. Mm -hmm. They have a uh, an asbestos abatement fund, and it looks really good that we're going to be able to get some money to and do that. And then there will be a second round for proposals for actual something to go there is that right we've already completed the site uh, visitation by okay. there were six architectural firms so they're already and that right. just took place august 29th so that was yesterday right. or so before. so you're already in the process then of getting uh, entities who will be Somebody has already pro probably gone back to their house and begun to Correct. sketch out some and, ideas. And we should have a decision on what company we select probably by the end of September, early October. Now, let me point out that, that we have a selection committee, which is made up of some pretty um, heavyweights. Um, uh, the city manager, Robert Heron, is involved in the site selection committee. Randy... Um, um, <laughs> Randy, not Randy Horton, the, Randy Randy, uh, the administrator, county administrator. Uh, Russell. Randy Russell. I'm sorry, Randy, if you're listening. we got too many Randys. I know. Name <laughs> hey, that Randy. Randy Russell is, is part Randy of Russell. that. Randy Russell. Okay, gotcha. Um, Craig and, and Red's part of that. Uh, obviously, CVB and uh, Shannon from Wheeling Heritage. So we're going to score it, and, and based on those scores, whoever uh, has the highest score will win the, uh, the, the proposal. But, yeah, we're going to let them take complete control uh, of this site to build uh, our vision and our dream. But we've got the right people selecting those people, uh, uh, the right firm. And, and prior to that, they're also going to be seeking public input. I was asking and, about and, that. And yes. stakeholders. Well, we're the stakeholders, and so is the public. And so they're going to be asking people like Mike DePlaga, for example, who, who has some pretty good ideas and, um, you know, what he thinks about what could go there. And so all of that is going to be put into a, um, a compilation, and we'll come up with something, I think, that tries to meet the needs and, and of everyone, but you can't satisfy everybody, obviously. But we think we, the majority of the people, uh, at the end of the day, will say, what a gateway vision this has been. You know, uh, once upon a time, 20 it. years ago or so, I, I, I suggested the city ought to be talking about a Hooker Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, I, I just, I think Bob Lally helped me with that project. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the right venue. No for, matter how you how high you fly, you always go back to to be the normal stuff, right? But is right. it? It's hard to fly like an eagle when you're among so many turkeys. They say. Have you ever heard of that? Let me do a break, Frank. All right. I, then I want to shift gears a little bit because we've been talking a lot this week about just the general vision for downtown. Once the streetscape is done. It's time to re-envision this yes, place. Yes. I'm curious what you think and what you know. We'll talk about okay. that coming up. Uh, Bob, is Rebecca with us or not with us? I think she's ready, Howard. She's ready. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little with your 7 News headlines for Thursday, August 31st. 7 News spoke to longtime Tampa resident Dave Dixon, who lives in an area that was hit hard by Hurricane Adalia. Dixon's area was not ordered to be evacuated, but he says the last several years have been difficult for Florida's Gulf Coast. 
The dangerous Category 3 hurricane made landfall along Florida's Big Bend region yesterday, but the eye of the storm has already left the Sunshine State and has been downgraded to a tropical storm. And despite that, forecasters say the storm remains a threat. And the man accused of threatening Pittsburgh Tree of Life jury and witnesses will stay in jail. Judge Mazzone denied his release, saying he is a danger to the community. Hardy Carol Lloyd is charged with obstruction of justice, transmitting threats and witness tampering. And a quick traffic update for you. 16th Street between Main Street and Market Street is set to reopen this afternoon. Market Street will remain closed to through traffic between 14th Street and 16th Street will keep you updated if anything changes. And student loan interest resumes tomorrow after three and a half year pause due to COVID. This could add financial strain on many households. Mackay Price with New River Community and Technical College says there are ways to plan ahead and assist with repayments. Meanwhile, the Wheeling Police Department has brought back its highly requested Citizens Police Academy after a four year hiatus. For the next 13 weeks, people can do everything from meeting canine units to watching drone launches to being put in a shoot or don't shoot situation. And that was a look at your morning 7 News headlines. Have a great day, Ohio Valley. I'm Rebecca Little, working for you. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Attorney Herman Lance and the staff at Lance Law Offices would like to wish the Monarchs good luck for a safe and successful season. With hard work and dedication, all goals are achievable. Lance Law Offices are located at 518 7th Street in Moundsville, right by the courthouse. He can be reached at 304-810-4020. Best of luck to the John Marshall Monarchs from Attorney Herman Lance and the staff at Lance Law Offices. Teachers' desks are clean, chalk is fresh, and the blackboard is ready. It's back to school time, and we're ready with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I saw you staring at each other. I saw your eyes. In studio with us is Frank O'Brien from the Convention and Visitors Bureau here in Wheeling. And um, Frank was just giving us a pretty good outline of what's going to happen next with the old Wheeling Inn downtowner uh, purchased earlier this year by the CVB. And now eventually will come down and some new and exciting things will go in there. And that's in the northern part of the town, the gateway. It'll really be a great gateway to the city, which, frankly, we don't have right now. I remember 
going all the way back to when Jack Lippart was here. He used to talk about we need better gateways. You know, sure. we don't we don't welcome people in. in a very, you just drive off the bridge or you come up 16th Street and it's like, well, here you are. But right. we need more gateways. But, Frank, I, I want to broaden the talk out a little bit more because you are right in the midst of this. You are, you know, you're a key player in this and you, you know what's going on and you know what maybe you think should go on. Bob and I have been talking much this week about what what the vision of the city of Wheeling is. We've been waiting for the streetscape. Everybody says, and I concur, that it will be a huge asset to the city when the streetscape is done. We have, my phrase has been, a whole new canvas on which to paint. But what's the picture that we're going uh, to paint? Uh, Bob and I have both agreed that one of the key elements to the new revitalized downtown Wheeling has to be a reinvigorated waterfront area uh, there on on Water Street. Right. What, what, what do you think? What, what's the vision for the city that you see in, in your head, or that you know we're looking at? But you know, tell me what you think. Water Street is perhaps uh, almost as important as a destination as as Wheeling's Main Street is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, more so as a destination. Right. What's already there um, is a is a perfect beginning. Uh, Heritage Port uh, and that that whole area as far as a entertainment venue is beautiful. It's sustainable, um, and the numbers can be handled. You can put ten thousand people in there, but the waterfront place. The gentleman that uh, bought Barry's Kitchen and Supply, Waterfront and turned, Hall, yeah. Waterfront Hall, and turned it into a multi-use. Uh, um, venue that includes, uh, I think, even some some boutique hotel rooms, uh, as well as guest space and events. Avenue space. Eats is in there. He has Avenue Eats restaurant. He has uh, libations. He has an outdoor patio. That patio is tremendous. Gorgeous. You know, it's it's uh, somebody used the word to me: energy and vibe. The energy and vibe that comes out of that place, especially when. He occasionally has sort of light entertainment there on the patio. And just well, recently one of the uh, the stern wheel boats pulled up, and some the passengers disembark and uh, take a tour of wheeling. So the CBB hired uh, Ezra, the the guitar player, mm-hmm. to play some music outside to welcome those boat people. I, they're not boat people, but <laughs> <laughs> they're like rich those, boat people. Those tourists. <laughs> yeah, tourists. The yeah. tourists. And, and it was just a perfect setup. So I look at this young man's and his family's investment in this property as the first to take the jump that will be leading to eventual Water Street that could turn into like a Beale Street. I was thinking a, a New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's Frank, Station you, Square. You had Pittsburgh. this vision before. I mean, you have talked about this for a long oh, time. Yes, I have. I mean, because I've seen it work elsewhere. Uh, but every study, believe it or not, every study, back to the Harry Ham study uh, that he come up, uh, Wheeling 2020, said that Water Street and the river was being underutilized. And that uh, if we could get control of Water Street, which you really don't have yet, it's all privately owned. And but the business mix, other than Waterfront Place, is wrong for there. I mean, uh, quite frankly, uh, the bank drive-through there, the bank I'm sure would relocate uh, to another space. Um, you know, that's that could be beautiful venue space or a restaurant. It or is other than Waterfront Hall, um, the old Berry Supply Building. There's not a lot of, of currently usable property on that. So somebody's got to be able to take control of it. you got parking lots there. you got drive-throughs there. 
but right now not a lot of places for things to go right. you, you need somebody's got to get a vision for that get control of that i'm not talking about the city i'm talking about no i'm talking about private private developers yes. have got to get control of that and uh you know i, I was thinking for example um the de carlos pizza building Tony DiCarlo is going to move the pizza shop into her new condos when they're built in a couple of years. And I understand she's added two additional condos. She has, yes. And and they're already sold. I mean, so... So that tells you there is a demand. There's a big demand for Private that. investment. Yeah. So, uh, but I think, you know, I, the, the, that pizza building, with imp- you could leave it the way it is, but improve the access straight, because there is, you can go straight water from water, water Street to there. Improve that, make it into a better parking lot, a yes. pathway, something. I mean, that's another option there. I just think that that waterfront has a huge potential. And and if additional supportive businesses like what's there now, like with Waterfront Place, come into there, then whenever they hold an event like the Italian Festival that attracts a couple of hundred thousand people through the course of a, or maybe that's a hundred thousand uh, people whatever, or whatever, yeah. uh, you're not going to complain that customers can't get to your business yeah. because your business is these people. Right. And, and they're just going to, and more and more. And then the fact that if there's a movie night on a Friday, that business should thrive because of that. If the city's holding their Wednesday concert, that business will thrive because of that. So I, I think that is the biggest opportunity for private development. I, I, I think that there are private uh, developers interested in, in, in the wheeling area. Uh, you and I have been working in the wheeling market, whether it be TV or radio, uh, for a long time. You much, 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 much more than me. Well, don't much, me. Much, <laughs> much, 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 much. Come on, that's my. <laughs> and even I more have, than that, <laughs> I have at least forty years of it, and I know you've got at least fifty or sixty years. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, Frank, my vision, what I think would really help. Again, takes a little speculation, and I am going to speculate that I believe Greyhound Racing is on their way out. Yes. And if the track would shut down, entice the casino to come downtown just like Cabela's to uh, the Highlands, I think that would be a tremendous asset, and I think everybody else would want to come downtown. That's a big ask. Um, You know, I I think the the casino is – placed in the right place actually right now i mean but better access and and maybe a ferry between you know, the war bob and i talked about that last week yeah it, it, again right now as long as greyhound racing is there they're going to stay there but You're greyhound right. racing may very well be gone sure but i think going all the way back to senator bird senator bird had talked before about ferry. a ferry from the port over there that yeah. would at least be a, a step in the right direction and then we'll have to see what happens after that but but here's an example of of what can happen uh, once we get the, the, the uh, Gateway Center built, that Doris on Main, which is a private development with, with um, market rate apartments going in there, that's going to create uh, a critical mass of people living downtown, which will increase the demand for restaurants and mm-hmm. places to eat and to buy uh, things like that. Look at the investment that the Caro family has put into the Bridge Tavern, yep. multi-million dollars worth of investment. Uh, They've already started a a great brand with the uh, neon guitar Mm -hmm. outside. You look at the Capitol Theater, which is uh, uh, sustainable and is driving people to the market. Uh, There are uh, probably 11 to 12 brand new shows that have been taking place or on schedule that would not have been here before 
because of the, the city created in an endowment fund uh, with the CVB to go out and buy some of our own shows. For your own entertainment. So, so that number is going to increase. So instead of, you know, 50 shows a year, there could be 80 or 90. One of the nice things that we are seeing in downtown is it's, it's sort of step by step. We have... Uh, let's set aside the wheeling in property, mm-hmm. but that's going to be developed. That whole area is going to be further developed. Market Plaza is now beginning to come alive. Absolutely. We're seeing uh, concerts on the plaza. More people are there. That's coming alive. We work our way down to Heritage Port. We work our way down. You know, for it's like every aspect of the city now is from top to bottom right. beginning to. Uh, the one thing I think that's missing. And they're going to have to come up with it at some point because we have so much downtown living going on now. I'm going to have more when the Willing Pit apartments are done. Going to have to come up with some, I don't want to say a grocery store. I keep saying bodegas. We need a couple of little bodegas yeah. around town where the people from these apartments can go. If you're at the Doris Apartments, even if you just want to go to 7-Eleven, you're not going to want to go all the way down to 7-Eleven. Right. You need right. someplace out in that part of town. But there's so much potential, just so much potential. There um, really is. And, and, and I see it as an entertainment uh, restaurant mix. I think that'll really work. Um, you know, there are more people. I mean, and these are pretty defensible numbers. There are more people working downtown Wheeling right now Absolutely. today than there yeah. were yeah, I uh, tell back in that. the heyday. And, and in general, they're making a better wage Correct. than the people were. No offense to Stone and Thomas, which I right. love going to, but they were not well-paid workers. They were retail workers. And they're looking for, you know, they have disposable income, and so they need it. So I, I think that's, to that's an extremely good point. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, Frank, i got to run. We okay. need to talk, keep, uh, keep in touch more often, Frank. I appreciate it very much, and uh, thanks for joining me today. My let me, pleasure. Let me know how things are going on. Ten till the hour. Bob Westfall's coming up next. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the Watchdog trusts. Hello, Ohio Valley. This is Kate Delaney inviting you to join me overnight here on the Watchdog. Whether it's talking to big names in entertainment or sports, discussing the latest political news, or just chatting about life, I'll be here to keep you company on the Watchdog, WVLY AM 1370, FM 97.7, or online at watchdognetwork.com. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. 
That big eight-wheeler rolling down the track means your true love and daddy ain't coming back Cause I'm moving on, I'll soon be gone You were flying too high for my little old sky, so I'm moving on well, I'll be moving on. I don't mean moving on. I mean, I'll just be uh, wrapping things up and turning things over to a statewide talk line with uh, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kirchival uh, coming up at 10.06 this morning here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. But right now, oh, let's see. Dave just sent me his notes. Let me real quick before I get to uh, get to Bob, maybe. Uh, what's coming up today? Statewide talk. Oh, Brad Smith, Marshall University president, is going to be on to talk about a couple of things. That's kind of interesting. Brad McElhinney will be in. Uh, Chief Medical Officer uh, from the state will be in and uh, look at Marshall University football. That's all coming up today on Statewide Talk Line. Right now, Bob Westfall is here with us in the Big 7, WTRF-TV, and a happy Thursday to you, Bob. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Howard. How's uh, health everything over in your world? We've been uh, we've been really busy this morning. Had a uh, uh, long uh, interview, discussion, conversation, rant with the Sean Fluart. With Sean Fluarty, you know, that's always... Um, entertaining when Sean <laughs> when Sean gets on the march you know so uh, right, that was good right, right, right. and then uh, we just spent an hour with Frank O'Brien talking about all the stuff going on in downtown Wheeling the Wheeling Inn the downtowner and so on so it's been a good morning here uh, kind of energized and ready to roll so to speak what are you guys working on all right some of the things we're working on today high county sheriffs begin selling t-shirts uh, to raise awareness for breast cancer uh, all funds for that will be uh, uh, donated to breast cancer awareness here in the Valley. Um, actually, uh, Colin Roosh just finished the interview uh, uh, with uh, the Tom Howard and several of his deputies. So we'll have that story today at five o'clock. So we've got that today. So we're gonna like that one. Um, actually, Colin's got our second. What I think I like our second story too as well. Mike Florio, uh, Wheeling native, uh, actually NBC uh, sportscaster, has written a book. Uh, based on gangster time here in uh, Wheeling. Uh, so it should be a pretty good book. I, I can't wait to read it. So, uh, I, I, I have read it. I have read it. And what I love about it is, because it is set in Wheeling in the early 70s, and I lived here in Wheeling in the early 70s, I, you know, like they go, to, they go to hang out at Ernie's Esquire Supper Club. Well, I hung out at Ernie's yeah. when it was around. Or they go to the Stone and Thomas yeah. Tea Room. When I was a kid, my mom used to take us to the Tea Room. It's really neat because there's so much... Uh, connection to the Upper Ohio Valley, and those of us who remember the days before the gray machine, before the lottery legalized everything, you know what bookies were like. Really, really good book. Uh, it's a it's a novel. I don't want people get misconstrued, but it's a really fun book called Father of Mine. Yeah, it's good. And he's a good yeah, he's a good interview. I had him on a couple weeks ago, and he's a really yeah. good interview. Yeah, tells great stories. So. He's going to be at the library today, so uh, Colin Roos uh, is going to go down to uh, cover that story. Yep. Like I said, I'm excited about that book. We've got that today. Uh, we're going to check out Labor Day travel. This is going to be another record uh, weekend for travel. Today is actually listed as the busiest day of travel for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that explains a little bit why traffic was a little bit up this morning on the way in. Uh, holiday travel out of Pittsburgh International Airport is going to be up. Uh, so we're going to talk to... Uh, uh, AAA today about uh, their numbers they're seeing, so that uh, that'll be today. And it's Overdose Awareness Day. Belmont County Health Department is having a uh, uh, a huge event uh, at the uh, Walmart parking lot in Belmont County. Uh, so we'll be there for that. DK is going to cover that today. And oh, the McCulloch Sleep Memorial. Um, as you know, it was uh, moved, cleaned up. Uh, it's going to be installed today. So DK is oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. heading there right now. Cool. So that takes place at 10 o'clock this morning in about four minutes. 
and uh, that's what we're working on. Uh, one thing for tonight, the YWCA is having their Voices of Hope at West Virginia Northern Community College, and that goes from, I believe, 3 to 7, and our Bailey Martin will be covering that. All right. Sounds like a lot of uh, just all over the field good things to cover today on uh, TV7. People can watch it at WTRF on uh, noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30 for the region-wide show. Always at WTRF.com where you can get the news first and always uh, with the Storm Tracker 7 app or the uh, news app on your phone in your pocket. Best way to keep on top of everything. Uh, have yourself a great day, Bob. We will uh, wrap things up tomorrow, heading off into the Labor Day weekend. All right, guys, you have a good one. See you tomorrow. You All too, right, Bob. thanks a lot. Bob Westfall, The Big 7, WTRF-TV. Tomorrow, our last day before a long weekend break. That'll be good. That'll be real good. Get uh, some time off. And then, as I've been saying, I'm looking at the calendar. It's, it's starting, this is my last full week for like a month because next week's a short week. Then I go on vacation for essentially two weeks as far as being off the air. Uh, so I'm going to be, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to be used to coming back to work. I guess, you know, I we're going to get lazy, Howard? Is that yeah, what you're saying? I'm just telling you, you know, you, when you're gone for a long period of time, and something, you start thinking like, hmm, kind of like this. <laughs> like this. And yeah. I want to say uh, be careful out there, DK. DK Wright heading up to McCulloch's Leap. There's a lot, of, a lot of places to park up there, Howard. So, You know, I, this is dumb. I had this image when he's talking about that. DK, what you should do is get a picture of yourself on top of the horse. <laughs> Hang in there, yeah. Get yourself a picture on top of the horse. It popped into my head when Bob was talking about it. I didn't want to say that, but I'm thinking about it. That would be kind of funny. All right, come on, DK. Have, have somebody hoist you up on top of that horse and get a picture. That would be that would be kind of fun. Check it out. Maybe she will. Check it out today on uh, TV7. Tomorrow, the usual Friday stuff. I assume. I assume McCabe's coming in. I hope so. Uh, I haven't talked to him yet. Uh, travel show. And it's, uh, I want to do some Labor Day talk because it's our last day before Labor Day. Are you Jerry Lewis? It won't be a telethon. And just I have some some interesting Labor Day facts and figures. And I might try and get our friends in the AFL-CIO to come on just to talk about labor. But we shall see. Here's what I do know. I got to go for right now. Kerchival uh, is away. But Dave Wilson has the calm coming up next. Uh, and then let's see what is today. So we got Donnie in at noon. And, of course, Paul Harris at 3 o'clock. And then, uh, what do we have? The, the, the uh, what is, oh, uh, Neil Brown Show tonight. There you go. So there you go. All of that coming up here on the Watchdog Radio Network. As for Bob and I, we shall return tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Another go around of this big gig, and we hope that you are with us back then. No pain and no mind, now I'm moving on. I'm rolling on. You've broken your bow, and it's all over now, so I'm moving on.